everyone, and welcome to Pod 2112, the official podcast of 2112 Group, where we talk with industry executives and thought leaders about the trends and issues impacting the IT channel and the world around us. Of course, I'm your host, Larry Walsh. You know, I've, if you've been listening to this podcast over the past couple of weeks, you know we've been talking a lot about the COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on the channel and particularly the economy. You know, by some estimates, the U.S. economy will contract as much as 35% in the second quarter, and that's on an annualized basis. Uh, By the end of the year, the U.S. economy will shrink by as much as 6%. The European economy will decline by as much as 8%. And somehow, amazingly, the Asian economy, particularly in China, will somehow manage to survive the year with a single digit, probably 1-1.5% GDP growth. The pandemic is impacting everyone, and and no business is immune to it. MSPs, though, expressed confidence that they were insulated from the economic downturn. At the beginning of all this, they were saying that their recurring revenue model was going to carry them through. They had long-term contracts with their customers, and so they thought that things were going to be fine. Well, it turns out that those recurring revenue contracts aren't always as stable as they seem. A lot of businesses are shutting down. They're either not doing their payments, they're trying to get out of their contracts, they're going into slow pay, and that's disrupting MSP revenue. You know, and strangely enough, you know, there's different opinions on what this all means for MSPs and solution providers. Our guest on uh, this episode of Pod 2112 is Fred Vicola, the CEO of Kaseya. It's one of the larger and best-known MSP platforms. Uh, it, they're the, the, one of the companies that creates the software and the tools that enable MSPs to deliver their services. And Fred has a, an interesting take on what's going on. He, uh, he's been saying that the MSP model can be recession-proof, but there's an asterisk against his comments. It's not that he says that they're recession-proof or resilient. Today, he describes, as you'll hear in a moment, that the we're actually in depression-like circumstances that are going to, then that's going to affect a lot of MSPs. And it's when we get to the point of the start of recovery, when things start to feel more like a, what we would perceive as an ordinary recession or a episodic economic downturn, that the MSPs will have more resiliency as more businesses will turn to them to uh, will turn to them to uh, provide the services that they can no longer to afford, uh, afford on their own uh, through their own internal IT staffing and, and licensing. So, you know, it's not necessarily the most optimistic outlook. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say it like that. It's, it is rather optimistic, but it does recognize that there is some pain, but, you know, that everyone's going to expect. So let's, you know, let's not delay this anymore. Let's let's bring our guest in, our our friend, Fred Vicola, the CEO of Kaseya. With that, Fred, welcome to Pod 2112. Great, Larry. Thanks for having me. So, Fred, you know, as I said in the intro, there's a, there's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, there's obviously the downturn is just beginning to start. Um, MSPs are feeling bullish, but they're also getting signs of that there's that they're going to get hit on this as well. Now that we're deep in, I mean, we can honestly say at this point we're deep into the COVID crisis. What are you hearing from MSPs in, as far as their economic out- outlook? I would like to think that we are deep into the very beginnings and the very early stage. To take a, a Winston Churchill line, I don't think that we've even had the end of the beginning yet. Like we're still in that beginning phase, and I think that there's a lot of information and a lot of reaction that people are trying to process very rapidly. 
So universally, I think that most MSPs are serving small to mid-sized businesses. And most small to mid-sized businesses that are served by MSPs are 50 employees or less. That's probably the 85 to 90% range of MSPs customers, of the customer base of MSPs. And the vast majority of those industries tend to be consumer-based, consumer-centric industries. So when you look at a typical MSP, by the way, this is not just for the states. Same as in Western Europe, UK, Ireland, the Netherlands, the Nordic countries, as well as Australia, New Zealand. I mean, we work with MSPs all over the world, Germany, et cetera. And most of the customers of MSPs are consumer-centric, small to mid-sized business. So things like a dental practice, companies like a law firm, an architecture firm, companies like plastic surgery centers, physical therapy centers, things like that. So the this particular COVID-based economic event, and that's what I would classify it as a macro event, is hitting the consumer first. So when we think about the impacts of it, obviously restaurants, hospitality, bars, travel, that sort of thing was, was immediately shut down. Then large gatherings, concerts, uh, you know, things of that nature, sales meetings, conferences, all that's been shut down. Most of that is consumer facing. Add on top of that, the general fear and, and uncertainty that exists around COVID. You know, we're into this, as you indicated, for a while now, and we're still learning as a society, as a medical community, we're still learning about it. So the fear, doubt, and uncertainty of the consumer not so much for their own health, but for transmitting it to the health of loved ones that may be in a little bit more of a risky category. It's very scary. So the consumer on top of the regulations, I'm, I'm sorry, on top of the restrictions that are being imposed by various government organizations, there is a natural tendency to not do anything. And that's it's a double whammy that's hitting Small businesses, mid-sized businesses, particularly those that rely on the consumer, considering the consumer has been the driving force of this incredible economic engine we've had for the last better part of the last 10 years. So I think MSPs are seeing significant slowdown in their receivables. They're seeing expansion projects being canceled. At the same time, most businesses that aren't completely shut down, most of the professional businesses are moving to a work from home environment. So MSPs are substantially busier per customer. In other words, the amount of work they're required to do per unit of revenue is about 50% higher. We have some interesting data I can talk about in a moment about that. So they're, they're getting hit by customers demanding more service and slow payments happening from customers, outright shutdowns from customers and requests for pausing or requests for elimination of services. So to, to, to give an anecdotal example, a conversation with an MSP based out of Long Island, New York, um, very, very successful MSP, gentleman who runs it, focuses two, two areas of focus. 
One does a lot of compliance business, and two does a lot of general IT business. The statistics that this gentleman gave, or this organization, there's about 18 employees in this uh, MSP. He's experiencing about a 55% increase in ticket volume per cu- uh, from his customer base. And one-third of his customers have either stopped paying or asked for a three- to six-month reprieve. But does what you're describing here is is interesting, to have 55% increase in in ticketing or requests for support with existing capacity. And let's even just set aside the the third that you said, I think you said a third that is either stopped or slow paying. Mm-hmm. Does does this now put in the bring into question the traditional flat rate modeling of MSP services where you're charging by the seat or you're charging by the by the device or in the level of service? I think it actually is going to make the flat rate modeling much more prevalent. And so what, what I think we're finding is we are now starting to cycle off a bit the initial work from home migration. So we're far enough along into this crisis now where many of the MSP's customers have migrated to work from home. So while there is an uptick in the ticketing, if you will, or the amount of service they're requiring, it's starting to decrease, but it's not decreasing back to the previous normal. So from the MSP's perspective, they've demonstrated the value that their service provides to those businesses. One of the challenges MSPs often face, if an MSP does their job well, if an MSP does their job perfectly, (laughs) then the customer never hears from the MSP, right? Everything just works. So sometimes when things just work and the MSP sends a bill every month, they often find themselves explaining to the customer all the things that they did to justify the amount of money that they're paying. I know that because part of our software platform builds those reports so an MSP can say, look at all the great things we've done, look at all the security uh, risks that we prevented, all the backups we did, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now there's a face to IT because there's a massive shift and, and the MSPs are delivering it for the customer. So the customers that are still operating, save the restaurants and those folks, but the the law firm that their business may be shrinking, but now it's all delivered remote. They recognize the value they've had. They understand the importance of technology to allow them to survive. And what I believe is going to happen, and we're starting to see it, is just like in the enterprise five, six, eight, ten years ago, where technology clearly is the strategic direction that companies need to go to improve their productivity and their business output, i.e. their profitability, these small to mid-sized businesses are accelerating the realization of that. And what that will translate to for MSPs is less long-term pressure about pricing. Notice I said long-term. And more willingness to engage in things like advanced security, advanced disaster recovery, automated compliance, things that the MSPs have been telling these small businesses they should do, but the small businesses haven't been as willing to listen due to the fact that there hasn't been a macro type event that 
slap them in the face about the importance of technology. So I think the next, the next, I don't know if I'd say two months to 12 months, you know, it's, it's tough to forecast it. There's going to be a lot of profitability pressure in the MSP world and pricing pressure as the economy comes out of depression and into recession. But I think long-term, it's the right place to be. And I think that MSPs are more than proving their importance as a critical business utility. You know, but friend, you know, one of the things that you've been saying, Kasey has been saying, is about the MSP model being re- being somewhat recession-proof. Does recession-proof mean that it is it can weather the storm better, or does it mean that it's insulated from the downturn? Because I'm trying to reconcile the, the two concepts. And when you're talking about profitability pressure because the, impre- the increase in utilization, the income pressure because of the slow pay and cancellations, are we saying that this is just, it's not necessarily, you're not, you're still going to feel pain. You just are going to be more resilient to, to the economic conditions and say a traditional reseller business or a, a, uh, or some other type of consultancy. I don't think the economy is recessing. I think it's depressed. I think we are in a depression. Um, I think the macroeconomic climate right now is equal to, if not worse than what we saw in the twenties. I think it's it's a it's a short shorter term type of depression categorization. I think that we will recover from depression into a recessionary state as soon as we find the country quote unquote opens up. So I think there's a difference in the two. Now, in a depressed state, I think that an MSP, the MSP business model will experience far less pain than just about every other industry out there, you know, maybe save basic foodstuffs and things like that. I do believe in a recessionary environment, when business starts up again, when a restaurant is depressed when it's closed, it's generating zero business. In a recession, it might be experiencing 10 to 20% less traffic sales revenue than it did previously. In a recession, a recessatory environment, that restaurant has to be more competitive so it can get a larger percentage of what's hap- a larger percentage of the business or of the market share so it can continue to grow. I think that the reason I believe MSPs are as recession proof a business as there is is because when that restaurant opens in a recession in a, in a, in a regular recessionary basis, it's going to look to invest in technology to help make up the difference of the lost business that would normally happen in a slower climate. It might use technology to have a more efficient order scheduling system, kitchen management system, reservation system, promotion system, those types of things. Or the dental practice might take the technology to have fewer people in their office because things are automated so the dentist costs can be lower. That's how technology is used by fortune companies in recessions to get more efficient, to keep your profitability up. Small to mid-sized businesses are going to do it the same way, and they've demonstrated that. Now that's going to be put on steroids because the technology is more consumable for the small to mid-sized business than it was 10 years ago. And for a small to mid-sized business to do that, the only way they can do it is via their MSPs. So once we come through this 
depressed state, and, and that's what this is. Let's be clear. Almost 30% of all small businesses are closed right now. And that's a that's never happened in the world before. Once they open, business will be much slower than it was, but there will still be business. And the businesses will adapt like business always does to try to chase as much success and profitability as they can. And technology is the best, proper usage of technology, of automation, of innovation is the best way to gain competitive advantage and succeed. And in order for small business to do it, they need to do it via their MSPs. So let's go with this notion of we're in a depression or depression-like conditions. And that, you know, if you, you've read the, the analyst reports like I have, we know what it's going to look like. It's, 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 you know, they're saying on an annualized basis, the second quarter U.S. GDP is going to contract 35%, a bit worse in European markets. It's going to be somewhere around a, a magnitude of 40 45%. And on the year, they're saying negative 6% GDP for U.S., about negative 7 8% for Europe. And amazingly, China is still going to come out in a positive number, but it's going to be the lowest number in 35 years. What are the MSPs supposed to be doing today in a depressed economy to make sure that they're still here and viable when we get to a recession-like economy? It's first survive and then thrive. But if I'm an MSP today, I'm looking at it saying, okay, uh, most MSPs are, they're, they operate within a, a small geography and they're represented by multiple vertical industries in their customer base. They have restaurants, hotels, manufacturing facilities, dental practices, you know, physical therapy centers, et cetera. I think the first thing they have to do is understand who their customers are, do everything they can do to make sure that their customers understand the value of technology in the short, immediate term. They have to make sure that they're higher on the list of who those businesses are going to make payments to because the businesses aren't going to make payments to everyone. That's the way it works. In a, in a really hard economic time, small business owner says, I have $100,000 and $120,000 of bills this month. I'm going to pay $100,000 worth, who's going to get late? Who's going to get paid late, if at all? So they might want to make sure that they're, that they're reestablishing their value with their customers, that they're talking about not only why they need them right now, but why when business, when things open up a bit, that they're going to need them even more. I think MSPs should be continuing on the issue of survive, every single one of them should take the time to understand what type of small business loans and grants are available for them and jump on that immediately. In the United States, the CARES Act, um, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, it seems like it's a pretty pretty good use of capital for an MSP. The MSP should be all over it. They can get up to two months, uh, in some cases, three months of their labor their utilities and their rent slash mortgage in an interest-free loan that turns into a grant. They should be all over that. They should be looking at their employees and be prepared to make tough decisions about how they want to reduce costs if they have to. And 
a lot of MSP owners have never run businesses in times like this before. So it's new. And I think a lot of people are concerned about losing their talent or they're concerned about over-rotating and keeping people on too long. I encourage MSP owners to be very transparent and very flexible with their employees and they'll get the same in return. The ideas like furloughing, partial furloughs of workers, instead of having a staff of 20 people full-time, maybe have 10 full-time and five, two days a week. Um, You know, it doesn't always have to be in or out. I think that it's the labor market is so different now than it was before this crisis started. And that's in a very short period of time. I think MSP owners have to make sure that they grasp that and they understand that the employees who previously could go down the street and get five job offers from five other people, they can't do it. I'm not suggesting that they take advantage of the employees. I'm suggesting that the employees will be more than willing to work with them. You know, they'll work with them on temporary pay reductions, a reduction in working hours. Everybody's willing to chip in to get through this as long as there's transparency. That's an important piece. Um, I would also recommend to um, MSPs, an MSP spends roughly 40 to 50% of their recurring revenue on labor. Um, about 30% of their recurring revenue on software and hardware kit to deliver their managed services, and 10 to 15% of their revenue on miscellaneous overhead, and that leaves you know 10 to 20% of, of profit margin. When it comes to the software and hardware kit they're using to deliver their products, I'm sorry, deliver their managed service offerings, I think that they should be working to try to find not necessarily the products that their technicians love, they should find the products that are going to yield them the best financial results. Obviously, you need to make sure the technology that's being used is world-class, but making sure that decision-making about that 30% of their, of their, uh, of their OPEX line, the decisions are being driven for the business, not for a technician's preference. And that's a a big change that we're seeing a lot that can save substantial dollars. Fred, one of the things that we are hearing from the MSP community is that they're having a hard time with those aid programs and uh, obtaining credit from from their banks, you know, applying for the government support. And a lot of it has to do is that they just don't have the right paperwork. Um, And, you know, I wanted to say, you know, just ask, because I, I kind of feel this way. I've been saying this for the better part of the last 10 years is that you're saying that all businesses need to think of themselves as technology companies. I agree with you entirely, but I also think it's high time for these MSPs and, you know, and all the solution providers to think of themselves as businesses first and not just technologists and really develop the the business acumen, the chops for you know, good financial governance, good financial management, HR, you know, solid HR practices, these things that are the boring, mundane aspects of running a business are actually fundamental to maintaining health. What do you what do you think? Do you think this is going to be the 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 shock that it becomes the catalyst towards becoming better businesses? MSPs are no different than any other small to mid-sized business. Entrepreneurs run them. 
entrepreneurs are the backbone of our country and our their, their our economy and their most I would argue, you know, the most important aspect of our society. Um, entrepreneurs are excellent at some things and not so good at others on average. The things you mentioned, the mundane aspects of the business, tend not to be the activities that entrepreneurs enjoy doing. Um, I do believe running a business, the sales element, the marketing element, the operational element, the human capital element, all that stuff is important. I do think that MSPs that don't properly do those things, and probably more so on the go-to-market side, will not be around or will struggle to survive the next five years. Um, I don't think we're going to see such a massive jump at it because it costs money to do that. And I think what we're seeing is most MSPs own their companies. Their personal income is being reduced 10, 20, 40, 60, 80% in some cases. Um, In order not to lay off employees, I spoke to an MSP the other day up in Boston. He said that his company is running break even now. He owns it. He's got about 11 employees. He's not taking any money. Uh, he's going to try to do that until you know he's committing until he doesn't have to anymore. So he doesn't have to lay people off. So I think that you will see that happen. I don't think it's going to happen as quickly as we both may like, but I think your point's a good one. The MSPs that will succeed. There's an MSP up in uh, in New England. They're a, a big regional MSP, Thrive Networks. They're a big shop, um, very professionally run, excellent CEO, private equity investors. They're they're very well run. They're buying MSPs. They're accelerating their effort of doing it right now. They're actually taking market share. They're, they're, as we, I mean, they have challenges like everyone in this immediate crisis period, but they're looking at it opportunistically. And I think there are going to be people like that will be some of the winners. And I do believe it will change. I think MSPs will start to leverage people like Robin Robbins group more, Gary Pika's group more, Taylor Business Group. They will focus more on their core business. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen as fast as as they need to do it, or as you would, I would like it. But I do think that is going to be a trend. Yes. Yeah, Fred, always great having you on. I really appreciate your insights and your thoughts. And uh, best of luck to you and everybody at Kaseya. Awesome. Thank you again. Take care. And that's all the time we have for this edition of Pod Twenty One Twelve. I want to thank our guest Fred Vicola, the CEO of Kaseya, for joining us, and I want to thank all of you for joining us on Pod Twenty One Twelve, a production of the Twenty One Twelve Group. Twenty One Twelve is the leading provider of research, strategy, development, and enablement services for B two B technology and manufacturing companies around the world. For more information about how Twenty One Twelve can help your business, visit our website at the Twenty One Twelve Group dot com. And and while you're there, you should check out our research section. As I mentioned in the podcast, you know, all of our research on COVID and its impact on the industry, we're providing to everyone complimentary. Uh, It's our way of helping the community stay informed and and plan for the future of what happens beyond the curve. Uh, The other thing I encourage everyone to do is please check out Channelnomics. It's our news and analyst site. Uh, Channelnomics is gathering a lot of information, not just about COVID, but all the other things that are still happening in the channel that affect solution provider businesses and vendors. So check it out. And if you haven't done so, you know, please subscribe to Pod 2112 and tell your friends about us. You don't want to miss a single conversation with the executives and thought leaders shaping the world around us. Uh, you can subscribe to Pod 2112 on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, please, you know, share liberally. You know, we we enjoy all the feedback we get. 
And thanks again, as always, for listening to Pod 2112. Until next time, I'm Larry Walsh.